We get ready for the brackets. How good is Iowa's NCAA tournament resume? And do we have any hope that this team can get it turned around and win a game or two in the NCAA tournament? Plus, a firsthand scouting report, a Price Sanford. I was up close and personal watching him play over the last three days. We break down the future Hawkeye today on Locked On Hawkeyes. You are Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Locked On Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, and you can also Find us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button while you're there. It helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Well, as we make our way through here on a Friday, I just got back from calling the state championship game in Class 4A. West Des Moines Valley, a winner over Waukee Northwest. We'll talk about future Iowa Hawkeye Price Sanford and his performance over the week uh, called throughout the years a ton of Price's games. I got to call all three of his state tournament games and uh, probably, what, a half dozen uh, this season as well from him. So I've seen a lot. We'll give you a scattering report on that. And another potential future Hawkeye, though many people believe on the football field, and Zay Robinson, who is the captain of the all-tournament team, just a sophomore and one of the best wide receivers in the country for the class of 2025. We'll talk about Zay and he is a great basketball player, too. Just an incredible athlete, and he put it together. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But want to kick things off here. And just one final scrub of the NCAA tournament resume for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, this is something that is done by the NCAA committee. They're going through what is called the scrubbing process. They've been meeting for a while. They're going through and figuring out everything, things that need to be put together for the bracket teams that can't play in the first round, teams that can't play in the second round, what the matchups are going to be, balancing the regions. They're doing all those different things. And, of course, as teams continue to play, the resumes continue to change. So that's all a part of it here. But we're going to do that just singularly on this Iowa Hawkeye roster. Very simply, this is what it looks like. And there's a great website. I've talked about it to you in the past about what you can do to take a look at exactly what the NCAA committee what they're going to be seeing as it pertains to Iowa's resume. Warren Nolan, it's a name, Warren Nolan, Warren, like uh, Warren Spahn. Is that a good one? Warren Moon. Okay, there. Warren, yes, like that. Nolan, uh, Nolan Smith. Does that work? WarrenNolan.com. All right, you got it. WarrenNolan.com. Good. God, it's been a long week. All right, so uh, this is what Iowa is. So you can go there, and you just click on, well, Iowa. They're the 40th team in the net. And then you can click on their net team sheet. And this is the team sheet that everybody in the selection committee that they're going to have together. First of all, right at the top of it, it says Iowa's net, 40. Big 10 record, 11 and 9. Overall record, 19 and 13. Road record, 4 and 7. Strength of schedule, 20th non-conference 122, and it goes through with all that. Their average net victory, 113, losses, 75. Results-based metrics, Iowa in the results-based metrics, okay, 41st and 46. In the predictive measures, though, Iowa much better. BPI at 31, 
Ken Pomeroy at 37, and Sagarin at 29. That means that the predictive metrics like more than what I was actually done this season on the hardwood. And then what is talked about a ton, and maybe at times is overvalued, quadrant one, quadrant two victories, and then on the negative side, the losses that you have in quadrant three and quadrant four. Iowa's got that terrible loss to Eastern Illinois. That is going to be a handcuff on them throughout this. 344 is the rank for Eastern Illinois this season. Just absolutely deplorable, deplorable that loss. Did it without Connor McCaffrey and Chris, who were not in that game. Chris Murray was not a part of that. Both those guys sat out, but still, that is an ugly, ugly loss. Also, two losses in quad three to Wisconsin and Nebraska. And that becomes a little bit of my concern with this Iowa team. Not that they're not going to make the tournament. That is not where I'm going with this conversation. But three losses in quad three and quad four, those stack up not very well with teams in that seven to 10 seed range. A lot of bracketologists right now have Iowa either an eight or a nine seed. Updated after yesterday's game, bracket matrix has Iowa as the last number eight seed. Other eight seeds, Maryland, who is uh, currently losing as we talk to Indiana, Arkansas, who blew a lead against Texas A&M today, and Florida Atlantic that survived in Conference USA. Nine seeds, Illinois, obviously not going to be matched up with Iowa in the first round. West Virginia, possibility there. Joe Toussaint, hey, there's a storyline. Pretty easy one to sell. How about playing Penny Hardaway and Memphis or Boise State? Those are the nine seeds currently at Bracket Matrix. Again, this is just an average of all, excuse me, the bracketologists out there and putting it together. So that's a look at things. But again, the deeper dive here into Iowa and what they are. Five and seven in quadrant one. Those are wins against Indiana, net of 30. That's an away win and a good one. The road win at Rutgers, 38. That's a good one. Wins against Iowa State at home, against Maryland at home, and Indiana at home. And then the losses that are on there. So those are your five victories in quad one, your quad two victories. Michigan State, who could have helped Iowa out today, if they beat Ohio State, that did not happen. So that remains a quadrant two of victory, not a quadrant one. Illinois, same thing. They're not jumping up. Rutgers, they need a lot of work to jump up there. Northwestern uh, in those victories. Clemson, you're hoping maybe that they could jump into the top 50. They get clubbed tonight. That's not going to happen. I guess your hope is that Ohio State maybe wins one more time against Purdue, and maybe that'll get them into the top 50, a possibility maybe helping out Iowa's resume, but for all intents and purposes, kind of the work is done. Seton Hall is not going to get back into the top 75. That road victory is going to be a quad two right on the cusp. And the committee, the good news is they look a little bit deeper here. They take a deeper look at it. So ultimately, what is Iowa seed going to be? We'll talk about that as we continue here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Hawkeyes is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. As we make our way through March and the conference tournaments, oh, they are so, so good. Well, it's a perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Yeah, $1,000. How about that with FanDuel? That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. I use it, I've cashed out on it. It is a wonderful, wonderful product. Then you can bet on everything. Money line, point scores, threes drain. They do a great job with NBA markets this week. All kinds of great games going on. I know college basketball is what we're looking at, but they have so many different things you can do. How about their exclusive bets? Like they're two for three in the NBA game. Will there be two three-pointers scored? 
in the first three minutes of the game. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with their same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Trent kind of back with you again here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Uh, while you're there, how about you hit that subscribe button? We're trying to get up to 2,000 before the start of the NCAA tournament. We got work to do. Shout out to everybody that's been joining us lately. More people to join. That means that algorithm, they're going to help us out. Even if you're not a YouTube watcher, hey, just go over there for a moment. It'll just take you a second. It really helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans and that algorithm. I certainly will thank you, and I will hear on Lockdown Hawkeye. So as we roll through, ultimately, what's the end game here, right? For Iowa, what are they going to be? And and maybe this is me. Conspiracy trend is out. All right, here, here's the tinfoil hat. Let's put it on. And you know who's a part of the selection committee? Jamie Pollard. I know. I know. The guy that put up the billboard in Cedar Rapids after Iowa State. You know, what, what was that? Was that for the Cyhawk Trophy? Was that for... Uh, the the full season thing. I, I don't even remember what it was, but he likes to rankle, right? And he likes to push buttons and he does things. And here in central Iowa, I, I think you'll know more about it than maybe you guys over in the eastern part of the state. But Jamie Pollard, he, he likes to take some shots at the Hawkeyes from time to time. I, again, he is not going to stand on a podium and say, Iowa doesn't deserve to be an NCAA tournament. He's not going to take that stand. He is too much of a professional to do that. But... If it comes down to it, and it's a chance between maybe sending Iowa to Des Moines in an 8-9 game, and if they can get a win, get Kansas in the second round, maybe he's not going to throw that bone to the Hawkeyes' way. That's something that's been out there with different bracketologists. I, I don't believe that Iowa's going to be there. In fact, I think Iowa's ultimately going to be shipped south. I, I think that's the ultimate destination for Iowa. When you look at the NCAA tournament this season and the different locations that we have, for 2023. Of course, Des Moines, that's been the apple of everybody's eye, right? You want to see them be close to home. So many people be gobbling up the tickets. It'd be great to see, but I just don't think that's likely. Orlando, a possibility. You know, I really see with the way that Iowa set up, though, I think Birmingham very well, well could be the location that Iowa ends up. Now, Birmingham, that is a Thursday, Saturday, 8 9 game. If they're stuck there, that means possibility of seeing Alabama or Houston if they're the one seed in uh, either of those regions. And I think that's where both of those teams are going to go. Same thing for Orlando. Maybe that's a possibility that they're going to be shipped there, but something to keep an eye on, something that makes sense. Another one is a possibility of UCLA as a number one seed. If they can uh, continue on in the Pac-12, if they get the number one seed, maybe Iowa gets shipped out to Sacramento. That's a possibility. Also, those are Thursday-Saturday matchups for Sacramento. We're spitballing. We're guessing if I was on a 7-10 game, probably a 10 seed more likely than a 7 at this point in time. Maybe Denver, a lot of Texas, a love out there. Texas as a 2 seed possibly being shipped to Denver. That's a possibility as well. Again, a lot of this is guesswork when you're getting to this level. And ultimately, I'm going to make my call. I was not going to be on the 8-9 line. They're going to be a 10 seed. Safely in the tournament, they're going to be on the 10 line when we see when we get to Selection Sunday. That is my prediction. and. Would you rather be a 10 or be in the 8-9 game? I think I would argue you'd rather be a 10. So I mentioned the 8-9 seeds 
currently a bracket matrix. Here are the seven seeds. Who makes you nervous here? Duke. We saw him. Played terrible in that game. And they didn't run us out of the gym. Well, Northwestern, no, not going to be them. Michigan State, they're not going to match them up in the first round. Missouri, man, Missouri looked pretty good against Tennessee today. And maybe that one does make me nervous. Maybe put me back on the 8-9 game. Look, you're going to have to pull an upset to get to the second round. And be it if it's a Houston or Alabama, it's an incredibly difficult task. Or if it's even a Texas or an Arizona or a Gonzaga. Look, this is going to be super, super difficult to get to the Sweet 16. It doesn't come easy. We know this team can play well. but from what we've seen the last two times out, it looks like a tired team. It, it looks like a team that just, they hit a wall. And for years and years and years, and, and at times it frustrated me. Fran McCaffrey continually playing 9, 10, 11, sometimes 12 guys on his roster and giving them important minutes. It was a frustrating avenue that he would go down year after year after year. And this year, that's not the case. They're playing seven guys. Banged up at this point in time. Tony Perkins, he's been dealing with something all year long. Chris Murray, of course, had the plantar fasciitis earlier this season. He's been battling through that throughout the course of the season. Connor McCaffrey, the guy's playing with a couple of injured hips throughout his career. Had the anxiety issues for Patrick. I mean, just on and on and on. You wonder, health-wise, maybe that's just exactly what this team needs. They're going to have at least eight days off before the NCAA tournament. They'll play their first game, and maybe that's the possibility. That's something to get excited about. I don't know. It depends on draw. It depends on who they're going to see and whoever they see in the round of 32. If they do win that first game, I don't believe that they are going to be a team that is going to pull that big upset. And it happens basically every other year. You'll see a number one seed go down to an eight, nine and two out of three years. Usually a number two seed goes down before we get into the sweet 16. So the possibilities are out there. Remember, Iowa had a great chance uh, a few years back in Bohannon early in his career, Iowa forced overtime against Tennessee, had opportunities in that game to get to the Sweet 16. You just take more and more chances, right? And ultimately, someday, maybe they're going to get it done. Well, maybe it'll be with another Sanford out on the floor. When we come back, we're going to give you a up-close-and-personal view of Price Sanford, the future Iowa Hawkeye. Had an opportunity to watch a lot of his games over the weekend. We'll do that as we come back here on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. Well, as we make our way through here into March, you're thinking about those wings. You're thinking about maybe a good burger. Maybe you're putting something on the smoker. Hey, eat a little healthier and do it with Built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, so delicious, they don't even think, you won't even think that they're good for you. What makes Built Bar so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. Even better, they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait around for a box. You can still do that at Built.com. That's a place to go. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Walmart right now in the pharmacy section, you can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, their double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, well, you know they got big things there. How about a 13-bar box of Built Bars with our hit flavors, brownie batter churro, and more. That is Built Bar with us here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Trent kind of back with you one final time on Lockdown Hawkeyes. As always, 
Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. As we wrap things up, Price Sanford falls in the state championship game to West Des Moines Valley. Uh, Not a great week for Price Sanford. In the semifinal win against Waukee as they came roaring back and ultimately knocked off their crosstown rival with Omaha Baloo and company. Price Sanford was not part of the comeback. He was on the bench. He picked up three fouls in the first quarter, went to the bench, and all of a sudden, Kate Kelderman and Waukee Northwest, they went to another level. They were down in that game. They came roaring back. They took the lead. I believe at one point it was a 33-4 to run, and a lot of that was with Sanford on the bench. Did not play at all in the second quarter as Waukee Northwest came out there. So, played in foul trouble. Didn't have a great offensive performance in that one. And then here in the championship game, where they needed buckets and just couldn't deliver very often. To begin the second half, they went to him in the post a whole lot. He is six foot seven. Now, he has a game, I think, is a little bit more well-rounded than Peyton was at this point in their careers. Now, Peyton was a shooter. He also played with a ton of talent, as Price did as well. But he had Omaha Blue on that team a couple of years back when they were sophomores at Waukee. So and that's a portion of it, too. I think Price is asked to do a little bit more, and I, I do think there is more to his game. Handles it a little bit better at this point in his career, but he needs some of that dog that his brother has. And, and we've seen Peyton plenty of times this year and be that emotional leader, be that guy that would get in there, get in the middle of things, and need to see a little bit more out of that, out of Price. That that would be the part of it that I'd say. Now, the other guy that was just an absolute eye-opener. So, Valley starts four sophomores. One of them is a name I think a lot of people will remember, Curtis Stinson Jr. Of course, his dad went to Iowa State, played the league, played in the G League for a long time. In fact, he was uh, right behind me in the stands as I was calling the game on radio here this evening. And he is a, a really fun prospect. Now, I, I don't know the chances of Iowa even getting involved. Curtis Stinson, you're thinking Iowa State, obviously, and there's going to be a slew of people after him. He can handle it well. He's taller than his dad. He's like six foot four, really good athlete. He's springy. He's got a little more bounce to his game than his dad did. He's going to be a really, really intriguing prospect going forward. The one I want to talk most about, though, guy that had the biggest performance for Valley, and that was Zay Robinson. Zay Robinson is a guy that is considered one of the top wide receivers in the country in the sophomore class. That's the class of 2025. And he had the two-point conversion that beat Dowling in the semifinals. He's a big-time athlete. Valley was not a great passing team this year. They were okay. Quarterback was more of an athlete than anything this season, but he put up some really good numbers as a sophomore, playing against the most difficult schedule in the in the uh, state this past season. He's intriguing. Now, he's about six foot. He's not that prototypical wide receiver that you think about that is, you know, the 6'3", 6'4", the long strider, that kind of guy. That's not him. He is an explosive athlete, though. I mean, just gets off. Some of the rebounds, just defensive rebounds. He's above the rim, just clearing glass. He is a plus-plus athlete. Iowa State has already offered. Would love to see Iowa get involved. I know there's interest. I uh, saw an article from him uh, earlier in the week and talking about that Iowa's going to be in this spring to see him. Oregon is also going to be out uh, to see him a little bit. So uh, you already got Oregon sniffing around. That's something to keep your eye on there. Zavion Robinson. Zay Robinson is his name for West Des Moines Valley. Keep an eye on him. He is an incredible athlete and a guy that looked good in the black and gold. A couple other guys. Uh, another sophomore for the team is Trevin Urich. And Trev, as a young man that grew, I believe it's six inches over the past basically year 
He was a guard growing up. He played with this other group of sophomores, and he's a guy that handled the ball a lot. Well, now he's six foot eight, and I don't know if there's more growing to happen. It feels like he's still coordination, trying to keep up. But you know, if there's another two, three inches, he, he's got a soft touch around the rim. He's a good defensive presence tonight. Six foot eight. If he gets to six ten, six eleven, uh, another one maybe to keep an eye on there. He's got those skills. He's got a really nice shooting ability. He can do some good things. He can hit three-pointers from the outside, and he moves well for a guy still kind of growing into that body. Trevin, uh, keep an eye on him. Trevin Urek for West Des Moines Valley. So a little scouting report here to wrap things up and a thoughts towards the future of Iowa basketball and what very well could be. That'll do it for today here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college hoops in one spot. You can hear from the big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Get your brackets ready with Locked On College Basketball. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. We'll talk to you again on Monday. I'll be on the road. We will get you a podcast, though, as the brackets will be revealed. Is there anything better? Not for me. Absolutely love it. We'll check in with you on Monday from Florida and the brackets will be in front of us. We'll talk to you then. Go Hawks.